All right, boom, man. There we go. John Lauren, how you doing, man? Brett, always good to be with you. I'm doing well. Thanks. This is cool. It's uh, it's kind of a surprisingly exciting time in the swimming world, man, isn't it? It's been nonstop between, you know, you kick off what? Worlds in June. Mm. You hit Commonwealth Games at the end of July. Mm. Now we hit Euros. Duel in the pool coming up. World right. Juniors coming up. <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. They got a World Juniors coming up too? World Juniors run like the last couple days of August into early September. Oh. The original plan too is for Popovich to be there. Oh, and, really? And he, uh, yeah, imagine getting up on the block next mm. to him as a junior and you look mm. over and you're like, that guy just went 46. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's nonsense. They're going 49s at best, you know, and right. Um, <laughs> no, that's not fun. I don't Actually, think it's fun for him. The guy next to him probably had a little autograph pad, right? And say, uh, <laughs> before the race. Yeah, yeah, I would. I'd be like, dude, can I have your cap or something? Yeah, right. <laughs> Let's get done this and give me your gear. Yeah, yeah, crazy. No, I think hopefully he's changed his mind on that. Um, so, but did, he's got he got the day off today, so he's kind of relaxing today, and then he's got the four hundred tomorrow, which is kind of quietly. I don't know if many people are really talking about it because he's not really he's never done it in the sense right. of like at this level, and I don't know what to expect. Have you thought about this? So I think, well, number one, you said today's off day, and I think it couldn't have come at a better time because aside from the physical that he's put into this, you know, he's been peppered with questions in Rome like crazy. He's been in the spotlight. I think it's perfect that today falls as a break for him. Mm. It lets him then go into tomorrow fresh. Again, we don't exactly know, you know, what to expect off of this. We're used to that 50 being his third event. And now he can kind of go in here on, on a free roll, basically, and just, hey, let's see what we got. Yeah, um, which will be interesting. I mean, why do you think he decided to do this 400? I mean, this is just speculation, but why, has he said anything? Nothing that I've heard of. The only thing that I can that I can figure is he's he's trying to put together a long-term, long-term plan toward Paris that says, all right, where am I going to be better off? Look, seven, eight years down the road when he's 24, 25, maybe the 50 is the better fit as he puts on some more muscle, he gets stronger, bigger. Maybe now, if he's looking to Paris as a 19-year-old, the 400 might be the better fit. That that's that would be my thought process on it. And then it's just, hey, let's see what I can throw out there, and maybe then we'll sit, you know, step back, and he and Adrian uh, Radulescu will look at things and say, okay, what fits best for the road to the next two years, and then we'll we'll go from there. I mean, I've had this conversation probably with a lot of people now in terms of his body type. And you just mentioned the fact of maybe maturing and putting on some muscle. Um, I think that's kind of a natural progression for most swimmers. But are we looking at this now of like we want we don't want to do that? Like we want to hold off on that. We'll keep him as thin as we can. Don't yeah. get into the weight room. Um, I mean, that's what I would imagine. And I think you just nailed it with natural muscle. And I don't mean he's going to get stronger in terms of getting uh hitting the gym and becoming the incredible Hulk in terms of looking like a Bernard looked. I think it's just like you said, he's just going to grow from a boy <laughs> into a man mm -hmm. and, and allow his body to, to, to grow and mature. And that's the muscle that we're looking at. And it doesn't necessarily mean, yeah, these, these hulking muscles and, and, you know, uh, biceps that are popping out, but yeah, just that natural progression of him becoming more of a man. Um, he's already a man, mature, maturity-wise, and now mm. 
body's nuts. That's the thing, Brett, that blows me away with this kid. And we call him a kid, but he carries himself such like a veteran and with so much maturity, whether he's the way he just approaches his races, the way he talks about the history mm. and respects the sport. I mean, there's, there's nothing to not like about him. I, I agree completely. I've enjoyed having conversations with him um, and hopefully I'll get an, a chance to have another one um, with him. And, you know, it's just remarkable. I, I'm, I'm fascinated in him, in, in his maturity because he's an only child and, and, uh, and you look at the way his parents have raised him and you think to yourself, wow, what have, what have they done so well? You know, like I've got, I got four kids of my own and not, not to say that um, I did a terrible job, but it just seems like they knocked it out of the park with the one they had. And in terms of his maturity, it's just uh, insane. You know, you think to yourself, somebody said to me the other day, someone said uh, they, they, have a, they have a son. I can't remember who it was, but someone was telling, telling me about their 11-year-old son and they were basically like, you know, he's like six years older than my son. And I was, I was thinking in that, that terms of like, here's this like tiny little 11 year old and here's like Popovich who's 17 and he does look like a full grown man, but he's still got a long way to go in terms of full maturity too, which to, to, to be thinking that a 17 year old is swimming 46 seconds and yeah. 142. I mean, it's uh it's another dimension, man. Yeah. The, the thing I wrote the other day is that he's, he lets us dream. He lets us take take a minute and just sit back and almost go mm. on a mm. just let your mind wander, let your imagination go. He's got that kind of ability, and you know, I I compared him to Phelps and Thorpe, not not on the range of Phelps, obviously, not on Thorpe being fifteen as a world champion, but in terms of precociousness, you don't get this coming along that often. Mm. You know, from mm. a precocious standpoint. You have to sit back and appreciate it and love it. And, uh, you know, one of the things I saw David say recently, um, he said in reference to Adam Peaty, he said, Adam never put a limit on what he thought was possible. He first said, all right, I'm going to be the first man under 58. And then he came up with Project 56, mm. first man under 57. And David, like, first, the fact that he's even aware of, of Petey setting those type of goals, yeah. you know, he did the approach, shows that he's a real, real student of the sport and that he, he loves the sport. Um, and then to just recognize how that's a, that's a motivating approach and, and to take that and say, I'm not putting a limit on myself. Let's go see what I can do. Yeah. I, I love it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm, 40, I'm 47 and I still dream. And I try and dream big, but I, I'm afraid sometimes to dream too big, even at my age. And here's a 16-year-old, here's a and, and I was the former world record-setting coach, you know, uh, with, with Cesar Cielo. We, we devised this plan to go and break this world record, and, and we had, you know, all of the conditions were right at the time, and we did it, right? Here's this 16-year-old talking to me, who's the owner of, part of that world record and he's like yeah it, it's coming it's in my plans you know it, and i'm just like who does that who speaks like that who thinks like that at 16 it's just like That's wow and there's a plan yeah there's already yeah. Like, there's a blueprint out there while you mentioned caesar's name i just think it's just what a classy move by him the other day mm, mm. taking the social media and mm -hmm. and just saying you know congrats tip of the cap can't wait and then can't wait to see what's next you know there's mm -hmm. that was you know, that's class. And that's how you motivate that. Also those youngsters in the sport, you know, you just giving back to the sport a little bit. That's cool. 
It is, man. And you know, you know what this this has done actually. Um, I think there's a lot of speculation in terms of, you know, Caesar and I's relationship because he hasn't been on the podcast before. And look, I've always just given Caesar his space to be him and to explore his own personal journey. And and I, there's there's not an ownership thing. Like I don't own him in any respect. There's like we had a, a fantastic relationship. But I'll tell you what this has done, and I'm going to kind of break this news here. For you and for everybody else this this record has actually unified us again the breaking of his world record um i reached out to him the other day and and we started talking we just had it we were just immediately having great conversation in terms of like the memories that were flooding back from the world record time and what we did and how we did it and it was brilliant beautiful and then today again i'm going to break some news here caesar and i have agreed to sit down together for a full length podcast nice and we're gonna we're gonna talk about our history um, and all the beautiful moments, because I think we both can now agree, you know, we can kind of put egos aside and things like that and whatever differences that any normal relationship might have. But um, we're going to sit down and we're going to just tell really amazing, fun stories about the whole journey. So that's going to be cool. That's going to happen in the next few days. I'm super excited about that. Um, nice. I will say like uh, most of my, viewership these days is from romania so thank you from for everyone in romania i appreciate it uh it's surprising i was actually on romanian television live the other day john where they asked me to come on and watch the 200 freestyle and i was listening to it in romanian i had no idea what was going on but um i got to see it so, so hey but can i can i flip the script here real quick and ask mm -hmm. you a question yeah man <clears throat> we remember when michael came along <clears throat> and what his presence did toward getting younger boys into the sport. Mm. You come from a country where <clears throat> 20 million people, but per capita, just how awesome swimming is in Australia. Mm -hmm. What does he do for Romanian swimming? Look, man, I grew up in the era of kind of Kieran Perkins. I'll say that, first of all. I think Kieran was a huge fact. We, we talk about Thorpey and, and Grant Hackett a lot, maybe even Michael Klim, that, that but they, they came after, after um, Perkins, right? Kieran Perkins was our first superstar in Australia. Our first, he was actually the first millionaire swimmer. Now, um, I, I don't know if that, that's not, you know, proven necessarily but i didn't know anyone that was that was making the type of money that he was making i didn't know anyone that was getting the press that he was getting at that time like back in 94 kieran was a legitimate superstar and i'm talking big time and you know what swimming is like in australia if you're if you're big in 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 swimming like real big i mean you're as big as it gets you know and kieran was the was the peak and then that kind of led into the Ian Thorpes, right? And and I, that's where it started. And so I think this could be a situation where I compare it more to a Kieran Perkins, the type of impact that he had on Australian swimming, which then led to the Ian Thorpes, the Grant Hackett's, the Michael Clems, the um, Patria Thomases. I mean, the, the women as well, you know, the the Jody Henrys, you know, like these types of, like we, we went through this boom in swimming and it came at the back end of kind of Kieran's career, you know? And, and maybe we do see that in Romania. I don't know what the population's like. I don't know many, how many pools they have. From, from what I've heard, they don't have a lot, but I'd imagine there's going to be an influx of kids walking down to the pool and signing up, wouldn't you think? Yeah, and I think it's only going to grow too because, look, the European Championships now are, are – it's, it's a major event. But 
imagine him on the Olympic stage in Paris and winning two gold medals in the 100 200. Mm. What that's going to mm. do to the to the young Romanian kid who's sitting there and is maybe eight and turns to mom and dad and just says, I want to take some lessons or I want to go to a swim school or something, anything, because it doesn't take a lot. You know, you well, just... that, that absolutely happened in Brazil. You know, I know Caesar's impact for sure. See, the, the Brazil had never won a gold medal in swimming individually until Caesar came along in 2008. And then you look at Brazilian swimming after. I mean, there was there was scattered people here and there, but the, it became a nation of swimming. It became uh, a team of swimmers that really could compete on the world stage. At one at one stage, Brazil was in the top five or six countries worldwide in terms of the the, the swimmers they had on the international stage that were meddling and performing and getting in finals. And this all led from Caesar. I saw it directly. And the amount of sprinters that came out of Brazil after Caesar came along. So, yeah, I've seen firsthand both in Australia and in Brazil the impact that one person can have. And I've no doubt that um, maybe not even just in Romania, maybe it may be across Europe, right? Like maybe he's got that type of impact because – uh, look, I've I've interviewed everyone on this podcast apart from Phelps and Ledecky. If you're going to put the two two greatest, I haven't interviewed them. But you you think of anybody else who who's out there who needs to be interviewed? And I've pretty much got them right. So, but if you look at the views on on my most most watched videos over the two and a half years, David Popovich now has the three number one, two, and three most watched videos on on my YouTube page. We're talking hundreds of thousands of views, and they're all from Romania. So I'd imagine this this impact that he's having in internal in his own country is massive, not only for him but for yeah. me and my viewership too. And that's what happens when you have a, a generational talent. And that's what he is. He's a generational athlete uh, who can come along and do things that, man. I, I mean, a couple of years ago, where we really, I mean, look, we we thought. 4691 would eventually go. But we kept thinking Dressel Chalmers. Mm. And then mm -hmm. this, 100%. And now you're looking at, man, it's a 17-year-old who did it. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just the, the layers of it as you peel back, <laughs> you peel back that onion and the amount of layers to what he's done just makes it even more of a of a wow performance. I don't I don't know if you remember my first interview with him just over a year ago, but he was 16 and and he'd just come off his 47-3, I believe. And, right. and he dropped from uh, dropped from like a 49 to a 47-3. That was I the, remember Euro, the Euro Juniors where he just all right, this thing up right. everybody yeah. else can't even fathom, right? So I get him on the podcast, you know, that night after he posts this time. He's sitting in his hotel room. And the first thing I say to him, I had to be honest, John. I'm like, I had to be honest. I could not not say this. I thought the kid was on drugs. Like you don't make that type of progression that quickly at that age without the thought of it just running through your head of like that person must be on drugs and because it was just freaky. I mean, we haven't seen the likes of a talent like this. Now there's talent out there. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you're, you've just mentioned Chalmers and, and um, Dressel and, and people like that. I mean, these are real talented athletes. These, these are the, the best of the best. These are the NFL type, you know, number one picks. I mean, these, but this, this type of talent is something that just jumps off the page that is the Phelps-type talent. And, and, and again, I don't use talent lightly. Phelps worked his ass off. Phelps may have been the hardest worker that we've ever met, right? But Phelps had a real talent for swimming. 
And I think that's kind of where David sits, don't you think? Absolutely. I mean, you just look at him and it's just, there's a wow factor to the way he just moves through the water. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, let, let me ask you a question about where you think he can take this 100 freestyle because first of all, I mean, to come back in 24, to have the ability to come back in 24 flat is mm. still, it's like, it's difficult to even put your, put your head around. He's doing it off of a 22 seven front half, right? I think he was 24 one coming back. 22 seven, 24 one. Yeah. So mm -hmm. what's doable? <laughs> I mean, what, what's doable? Well, I mean, I asked Chalmers this same question, and I think people have started to ponder, like, what, what does it mean to come back in 23? I think that's the next level, right? Like, nobody's nobody's ever come back in 23. Um, I think Vlad may have gone out in 21 before. I think he, I think he attempted a 21, didn't he? I remember a, a for sure, like, a 22-1 on the – Yeah. On, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, the world record used to be 22-1. That, that so, was the front-end split. But – um. I thought Vlad went twenty one nine. If there's anyone in the right. comment section, because we have a great we have a great comment section sometimes. So if there's anyone out there that can that can check that out, uh, Vlad may have gone out in twenty one. But anyway, look, the majority of people are going out in twenty two and coming back in twenty four something. He's peppering that twenty three mark now, and I think that's where him and his coach are going with this. Of like, we want to come back in twenty three. And I even asked him that question on the podcast. Well, would you prefer to go out in twenty two or come back in twenty three? And he said both. You know, like I want to do both. So that's it's clearly in his mind that he's doing this, you know? It's a matter of when, too, and not if mm -hmm. on, the, on the 23. Um, yeah. How much, yeah. How, how much faster can he go out without sacrificing the back end, I think, is probably yeah, where that's they're – that's what they're going to have to fiddle with, right, to figure out how much can we press early to still have it on the back. And I think you've seen that actually. He's he's done a few different ways. He's done it like if you analyze his swims over this summer, he's done it a, a number of different ways. And I think he was experimenting with it to be honest, and I think the 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 final the other night was the first time I saw real control and real peace with the race plan. To to me before he was still experimenting and and for me it seemed like they had a very clear idea of like okay, this is how fast I can be uh, at, at a necessary speed to maintain, to be in, in reach, to be in striking distance, to be able to turn and come back. But And he comes off that wall like a rocket, man. I've never, like if anyone's ever swum 100 freestyle, it's really hard to shift gears, but it's also really difficult to maintain speed. I remember I swam, John, um, at the Pan, Pan Pacific Championships, I think in 2000 and 2003, I think it was. It was in Japan, and I and I went for it. So yeah. I said to my coach, like, I'm going for this. I went out in 22.6 to my feet at that time, 2003. It was the fastest split in history. And I held on. And at the 75-meter at the mark, the, the commentators were screaming, this guy's going to break the world record. And I remember in my head thinking, I'm not going to finish this race. Like, I was in so much pain at that yeah, point. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, the, you find out quick where the line is, you know, and like when you press that hard to get that much speed out, it's going to cost you. And that's where this whole speed play comes into play. But, I mean, he comes off that second 50 and, and um, his legs, I mean, his legs at the 75 are just, he doesn't, he doesn't drop. He doesn't lose an inch. He doesn't, I mean, we analyzed it the other day with Bevel and, um, and, 
and uh, Dave Marsh, where we looked at kind of the stroke lengths and the tempos and the power output and all that sort of stuff. And he just maintains. Everybody else just falls away, you know? Right. And I think we're also going to see, you know, now shifting to the 200, you know, that back the back end is going to be the determining factor. Like, I, I, I wrote something yesterday after his 142.9. I didn't think, like yesterday my mind changed. Yesterday I believed finally Biederman's record can go. And it took mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it took him it took a minute forty two point nine seven for my mind to change, mm -hmm. because when he went out in fifty thirty five yesterday, Biederman was fifty twelve. Okay, so he's within two tenths. So the big difference is on the back end. Well, he's he's going to find that because he's just going to get better. He that's the thing with this kid. He's never shown like a, and eventually it'll come somewhere because it's just the law. It's you know law of nature. But he just keeps getting better and better and better. And that's why, you know, yesterday he was like, wow, I can't believe I'm, we're going to see 141 at some point from this kid. At least yeah. That's oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's happening. Uh, I actually felt more comfortable. That, uh, someone's telling us they have four Olympic pools in, in Romania. Okay. Not many. Uh, I think there's, there's more in, in Delaware down the road here, but where I, where I live. So, um, yeah. Uh, but look, uh, to me, it made more sense to get closer to this record than it did the 100 because he didn't have the top-end speed in my mind. And again, this is my old-school thinking. He didn't have the strength. He didn't have the power to swim through those waves. When you've got eight big dudes swimming down the pool, massive amount of water that's being moved, I thought he was going to get thrown around like a, like a bob, but he, he hung in there. I mean, he's got just enough underwaters to get under the wave. He's super clean, and, and he just feels the water <clears throat> in a way that uh, I, I haven't – and I compared him to Anthony Irvin the other day. I, I used to study Anthony because I used to race him, and it bothered me so much, his feel for the water. It, it like, really bothered me because I couldn't feel the water like Anthony could. And, and people would always say to me, Brett, just do this and just do that. I'm like, you just do that. Like, good, try that. Try what he's doing. It looks simple, and it looks really easy. But you can't just do that. Your arm just doesn't do it. And I've always just compared Anthony to um, to uh, the the basketball player um, Steph Curry. Like I've always, I've you know, like Steph Curry's not the biggest dude, right? And if you put Curry next to LeBron James, you're like he's going to get murdered. And yet here's Steph Curry that just outwits people, outsmarts, out out, you know, um, just the the ease of which the ball comes off his hand is like butter. It's just, you can't teach that, right? That's the, he works hard. Again, I'm not discussing the hard work element. Steph Curry works his brains out, but you cannot teach his feel. And that's, this is the feel that we're talking about here. And this is where I thought um, David would have a much better chance in the two because of these things. But then when you look at his hundred swim, you're like, oh wow, uh, it makes it makes sense. It's just it's just perfection the way he feels the water, you know. Yeah, and that's why I can't wait to see to see what he does tomorrow. And I think the one that actually could be even interesting is I don't think he has any idea what to expect tomorrow in that 400. Mm. So I think you could see him pop something pretty big in the morning, even if he doesn't have to, just to be sure. You know, make sure that you just get through that thing and. I don't know. I, I think there's I think there's a lot of curiosity on our end on that. And I think there's curiosity on his end in what's doable yeah. at 400. 
Uh, at the start of this, you mentioned all the swim meets that have gone on for the past 23 minutes. We've talked about David Popovich. Is it unfair that all this swimming, this brilliant, beautiful swimming has gone on and, and all we seem to be doing is talking about Popovich? Yeah, I think that's the nature of sports in general. Um, you, you know, storylines pop up and uh, and they dominate the they dominate the headlines for a little bit. And you see mm -hmm. that, you know, you, you see that in the NBA right now. Everything's on the Kevin Durant and the and the, the uh, Brooklyn Nets stuff with him mm -hmm. wanting out of there. Um, but there's a lot of other things happening behind the scenes, right? Um, the Deshaun Watson stuff dominated the NFL right. situation, right. and so I just think in in this sport where you know it's on a, a much different profile than the two sports i just you know the two leagues i just referenced mm. people are, are just are just consumed in this specialness or this, this special ability that we're seeing from him and you know that's the nature but it'll it'll become cyclical at some point where he'll take a little rest period or he'll he'll be out of the you know won't be racing as frequently as we've seen him this summer and our attention will shift somewhere else. Um, you know, the duel in the pool will, you know, maybe something comes out of that. That'll be, that will then shoot to the headlines and bump and bump this down. It, it's a cyclical thing, but how can you ignore this? Uh, you can't, it's, it's unbelievable. It's, it's, it's fun. Yeah. I, I've, I've never seen myself as media, you know, like I've just never been in that box. I, I don't have, the uh, intelligence and experience and, and ability to write like you do and, and many other things, many other gifts that you have. I, I just see myself as somebody that's really interested in swimming and, and can ask good questions, I guess. Um, but I, I guess the more and more I, I do this, the more I do feel like there's a media element to what I'm doing. And, and I feel like I feel bad for the past couple of days because, uh, you know, as a media person, you never want to have biases, right? And, and I don't, want to have a bias towards him but i certainly did have a personal connection to this record sure. i certainly did want to see it broken and moved on and passed on to the next generation i do see his talent as something rare and exceptional um so like all those factors have led to this point where i've just felt right. like i've talked about him for the past four well, days you know i think what you've done is you you've you you get it you, you understand you're giving the readership oh, see I, i'm so used to saying that word readership because because uh, i'm behind the the typing you're giving your viewership and mm. your followers what they want and so i think you 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 know you've you've nailed it <laughs> and that's it yeah well i, I but then i still think about the kyle Chalmers of the world and the yeah. duncan scotts and like the guys that compete against this kid like and here's brett hawk saying oh this guy's the greatest and he's got never seen anyone with feel for the water like him and, and i'm sitting i'm i'm duncan scott sitting there thinking shut them up you know what i mean like jam it you know like we've heard it okay good shut up now like so as a competitor and as a, as, a, as another person out there who's still in this game and yeah. has, has has to compete against this kid like how would that make them feel you think well i i, I think just them you know they're going to be motivated but if they need to get motivated based on what they're reading and listening to they're not going to be where they need to be anyway right mm. so but I think I think without a doubt, they're looking at these numbers that and these these numbers flashing up from from David Popovich, and um, the best of the best are going to say, "All right, gauntlet thrown down. Let's do what we got to do to make to get there as well." Um, yeah. yeah, and then and then go do the work and don't let it float. It's not going to float over any of these guys' heads, but no. they're going to say, "All right, it's time to do the work." 
I'll be there when it matters. And I, I firmly believe that's what a Chalmers and a Dressel will be in Paris. They'll, 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 they're not going to go in there rolling over. Let's put it that way. Well, I think, I think you mentioned the Petey effect too early, like Adam, what he did for the sport and what he did for breaststroke and like people didn't break a minute very often. Like now everybody does it like all the time. And that's yeah. the Petey effect. Right. And so, and then there's also the, like he came out and he beat his chest and he put tattoos of lions on him and he said this and that. But what he did is he did things right. He did things the right way, right? And he always showed respect to his wow. opponents, even, while, even though he was crushing them. You know, yeah. like he's he never. Likeable, he was a likable person. Yeah. You take your heart. Yeah, like exactly. <laughs> but you yeah, still, yeah. You know, yeah, but, you know, but he, he yeah. Himself well, and he respected huh. the sport. And, and Mel yeah. and, and Mel and him had a nice, mm -hmm. have a great relationship where yeah. he paid his. He paid his tributes to what she's meant for him and, right, and, right. and all those things. Yeah, they just – certain people just – they know how to carry themselves. And, and that's what I think David's doing, right? Like, like That's the respect he's earning. Like the other day I heard when – you know, even before he broke the world record, they were announcing his competitors and he was clapping for them, you know, before the race. Yeah, there's there's just – certain people, I guess there's that term, they, they get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, – yeah, he's and he's so he's going to be not only a great ambassador for the sport in terms of performance, but he'll be a great ambassador for the sport in, in terms of um, just the way he carries himself. I mean, an arena, they've got to be, be. I mean, I think that's who he's with, right? Big uh, signing, yeah, big they, signing. They've got to be like, this is awesome. They got they got him early. They got him cheap. There's no <laughs> doubt. <laughs> they got him cheap. I hope it's a well, I hope, oh, I hope there's some bonus. Well, I'm sure he's got bonus. I know we're uh, They put bonuses in. in there. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. got some bonus, but that, that was a, that was a massive signing. Yeah. Big, big time. Um, uh, well, well, let's just do this then. Is there, is there anything else going on in, in yeah. the championship right now that's worthy of talking about? Yeah. You know what? Let, let's go on the female side real quick. And she yeah. only decided to swim two races at Euros individually. Sarah Soystrom, she, she decided to do 50 fly, uh, 50 free. She, she, Backed out of the hundred free. She did that at Worlds, got silver, and she said she was just, you know, it was it was like a management meet almost. You know, she's mm. she put in the effort in Budapest. She'll get out there and race. She said the hundred free will come back at one point to the program. The interesting thing is she, as she said, oh yeah, the hundred free will be back on the program at some point. She didn't say the hundred butterfly will be back on, and so mm. I wonder if that's just, uh, you know, she just didn't say it in the moment, or if that's maybe not part of the future mm. future plan. But she looked really good this week in, in Europe, having already raced at Worlds in June. She went 24-9 in the 50 fly. So she's the only person ever to go sub-25 for a 50 mm. fly. And then she went 23-91 this morning. Well, it's this morning here. Um, tonight in Rome, she went 23-91 right. to win the 50. Well, that's that's tremendous. That's faster yeah. than what she ran in the Olympics last year for silver behind McCain. Oh really? Wow. Okay. There you oh. go. There's a stat I wouldn't have picked. So that's that's awesome. Um yeah. she yeah, I mean, she's just one of those consistent players, right? Like I, I always said, like I felt like Katinka was the one that took consistent swimming to the next level for all of us. And and, and we've all kind of just learned from that. And you see in the past, you know, eight eight to ten years, kind of like the these people like the Sarah Soystroms and Bruno Fratis and you know, there's people that just go out on the international stage and just compete and compete yeah. and just a super consistent and like really professionalized swimming, you know, like swimming was semi-professional in the past. Now I feel like we have like real professional athletes yeah. that do their, do their business and do their job and, and take care of stuff, you know? 
another example of, of that consistency. So when she won that, that gold today, it was her 27th medal in euros dating back to like 2012. Wow. Popoff had the former, it was a record. Popoff had 26 of them. And so she's now the most decorated European at the Euro, at the Euro champs. Popoff had 26. He only swam the 50 and the 100. What else did he do? All those relays he was hammering. Oh. <laughs> he was. Wow. Yes. And then he was, okay. every other year, he was just putting them on the podium in relays. So Pop I know off. I was surprised at that myself when I saw that it was his record. Yeah. How did we go from Popoff to Pop Popovich? How, how did that happen? Like, what, what's going on here? Isn't, like, it, isn't it in some ways like fitting? <laughs> it is super fitting. It's like it's like the world record being broken in Rome. It was fitting, right? Like 13 years yeah. later, same venue. The yeah. only difference is it was one lane, one lane difference. I believe Caesar was in lane five and everyone and, yeah. and David Dave was in four. But like in terms of like, yeah, just the even the day itself, like the beauty of the day, it was beautiful, you know summer's day in in italy and in, in rome and rome's my favorite city in the world by the way what's yours you know Bar barcelona is probably one of the places i want to get back to next that i not cover a swim meet there mm. <laughs> and just yeah. get out i love walking la rambla uh, uh, yeah. that was yeah that was pretty cool. i'm a yeah barcelona is a hell of a place barcelona yeah i was actually talking to um Sergio Lopez today it was his birthday yeah. yesterday, and he went back to went back to Barcelona to celebrate with family, and so he's nice. out there. He's he's in Barcelona right now. So, um, yeah, beautiful spot too. But I, I I've always uh, I've always loved Rome. I remember when I was younger as an athlete, we we hired we rented these mopeds and we just drove around Rome and, and the Vatican and and just just went wild for a day. No helmets, acting like you know we're going to live forever, and um, could have easily died that day, but uh. One of the best days in, in history, riding around with the Australian swim team on mopeds, yeah. you know? And it's a memory. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's classic. Um, so that's that. All right, well, well, how's this meet going to end? We'll go, what, is it, how many more days? Is there one so, more day? So um, they're wrapping up. They probably just wrapped up uh, day six. So tomorrow there's the 400 free prelims in the morning and the two medley relay prelims. And then tomorrow night, I think it's a slate of, you have the 53, right? Men's 53. 53. Ben Proud just went 2140 in the semis this morning. Uh, well, I keep saying this morning because that's where it is this time. Do you know they, how he looked? What's that? Did he look hard? Did it look like a did it look like a um a world championship final swim or did it look like a control? No, it looked uh I'd say it was 45 meters of work mm. and a little bit more there. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, I think I think Ben's got something special in him, yeah. Yeah, and he's had a he's had a hell of a summer. He's all right. He's looking mm -hmm. for the trifecta here. This would yeah. be a world, Commonwealth, European titles in the fifty this summer. Yeah. Well, I was talking to his uh, coach James Gibson. A little bit of inside information. He he did immediately say after Worlds, winning the Worlds. Yeah, I'm, I'm coming to Euros, and then the next day had immediate regrets of like you know you go into that depression of just like oh your body just collapses and yeah. you're exhausted and. And, and uh, James just said they went to the beach for three days and didn't swim at all, just sat in the sun and just like, you know, had, had a soda and relaxed and just turned, turned his brain off and then got back in three days three days later and, and looked a million dollars. So sometimes it's just that mental, you know, physical break that, that does all the difference. So I'm, gl I'm glad he came. I'm glad he's here. And like I said, I think, I think he'll swim faster than he did at Worlds to win that thing, you know? It would be nice to see, yeah, something 21-2 tomorrow would be, would be pretty cool. He he had a, 
he's about 3,500, so already clear of Tom DeBoer of the Netherlands. All um, right. So he's, it's going to be him in the clock tomorrow. Oh, okay. What about the other uh, British kid, Burris? Is, is he there? Burris is not there. He's not there? Okay. Yeah. And then thought- a lot of the – and you can see a lot of the Brits, like Freya Anderson, she's just hanging on for dear life right now. Really gutsy um, – some gutsy relay swims for them because th- that whole world's the Commonwealth for now. I mean, it's – yeah, it's been a long summer for, for all the, the British. Uh, yeah. Yep, yep. Um, I was, I was Caesar just texting me. So we're, we're doing this recording. It's happening, guys. I'm excited. I'm pumped. Yeah, it should be fun. Um, well, that's good. Okay, well, a couple of days left, and then that's it. And then uh, I guess this duel in the pool. Have you got any inside here? Are you are you guys covering this thing? Like, yeah, how much excitement is there? Yeah, there's uh, there's been a couple of, like, fun jabs uh, put back and forth between uh, the federations. I guess USA Swimming sent out. Uh, yeah. A little meme of a uh, an eagle carrying a dolphin. Uh, <laughs> last week, the uh, Swimming Australia sent out a, a guitar uh, painted like the American flag, smashed into pieces. Everybody knows oh, wow. what that means. So they're having some fun with it. The Australian team just looks a lot stronger. Do uh, they? Yeah. yeah, I haven't I haven't seen the lineup myself. Significantly deeper um, squad. I mean, McKeon and McCune are uh, are both on there for the women's okay. team. Um, yeah, it's it. it but it should be fun. It'll be nice to see just some racing again. And then, uh, hey, we shipped into the college scene. And before we know it, right? College again. Hey, yeah, that's all happening. Right um, around the corner here. This is this is the break with, with all the college coaches. Like, oh, give me give me a couple of days off. Come on. Because I don't want to think college right now. I remember that. I remember this month. Like, this month is just like, come on, give me a break. Let's, let's finish this event. Like uh, probably a bunch of them are over at Euros right now still, you know, and then they've got to come back and yeah. get a little bit of time with their family and think, think recruiting. I mean, they got to get all these recruiting visits going all that sort of stuff. So um, I don't think there's anyone that's going to have a busier uh, fall into kind of the lead up to, to uh, Paris than um, the ASU team. It seems like they're stacking, stacking their cards pretty heavy there. Those are going to be some awesome practice sessions uh, going on. Uh, yeah, I might have to go out there and do a little recording or something. That, that, I think people would love that. You know, speaking of that, I, Reagan Smith, um, when David David Reeder did a an, inter- an exclusive interview with her recently, uh, and she just came across so well um, in terms she? of why she made the decision, you know, what she's chasing in terms of she wants that Olympic gold medal. She felt like she needed – she just needs to be really – pushed and and she took all this time but it was just another really mature um approach that that just jumped off uh from her words yeah could she not get that at stanford what was the what was the thing that she needed at asu you know she i think she just was looking for a little change of scenery there because you know she spoke so highly of of greg and and they had they had a good year together she won that 200 backstroke at ncs um you know she wins world title in the 100 back so, Did she win the world title in the hundred back? Yeah, yeah now, that's McEwen right. Was, yeah, McEwen yeah. was focusing two IM that day. Right, right, okay. right, right. But the way Reagan swam it, I'm not sure. And the way the way Kaylee looked during that meet, I'm not sure it was going to matter anyhow in that one. But yeah, there's just so many nice little puzzle pieces that we get to fit together over the next two years. Um, and that, that's the amazing thing because of the delay from COVID. Man, Paris is creeping up quick. Paris is cre- creeping up quick, and there's so many meets on. It seems like, um, well, you know, they're, they're stacking it. 
that, that stuff with the uh, I don't know if you've addressed the the relay qualifications for Paris it is, mm -hmm. is not good. So next year in, in Japan is Worlds and only okay. in the top three countries in each in every relay will get automatic bids to the next year to the 24 Olympics. Usually then spots four through 16 are just done by time that you swim in a certain window. You're given. Right. Well, now they're saying that spots four through 16 are going to be determined by the finishing order at the world championships in Doha in Jan in February of 24. Well, that's going to force mm. a lot of people to go to a world championships that people don't want anything to do with. Mm. Well, that's why they're doing it, right? That's exactly why they're doing it. It's how <laughs> they're going to get some people there because like PD said, I'm not going. James Guy mm. said, I'm not going to that. Mm. And Lindsay Mintenko told us, said, you know, we're going to have to see what, what happens at Worlds. You know, if, if, if you're in the top three of everything, you're good. And then you send a C team <laughs> and you let everyone right. and you focus on what you need to get done and, you know, on the road to Indianapolis and Paris. So. Wow. It, yeah. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. It's, it's, has not made federations around the world happy that they're, they're going to have to, to really push to get a, to get relays there and, and go to Doha. Well, I don't think, I don't think it's made anyone real happy that they're even having the meat necessarily. No, I, you know? Yeah. If they're basically fulfilling an obligation, let's, yeah, let's say, this is a that's contractual what it is. thing. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, look, shit, you know, it, it's, it's a world championship meet, you know, it doesn't, doesn't mean that, look, I, I went to many world championships. And, and I, I didn't always race Gary Hall Jr. I mean, Gary Gary turned up to the Olympics. Gary never knew, That's right. Yeah, yeah. And you knew that when you walked into the Olympic uh, final, Gary was going to be there. Yeah. And that's it, you know. And, and, and then you had your other opportunities at, at World Championships and you knew Gary wasn't going to be there. And, and you just, you know, you tried to be as good as you could to say, well, here's my chance when Gary's not there. And then when he is there, I'll, I'll have a crack at him. But that's kind of the way I always looked at it. And I think that that's the way it should be looked at. It doesn't have to be for everybody, but it right. could provide, you know, some really good opportunities for people to get some world championship the, final practice in. I think it's the, the relay pressure that has been put on it. Yeah. Some countries do not want to have to rest people. See, it, it affects Australia and the U S less than everybody else. Cause their trials are, are June, right? Mm. It, Great Britain, France, Italy, all those European countries, their their trials are typically beginning of April, late March. Mm -hmm. And so now if you're if you're resting up for Doha in early February, because I think it starts February 2nd, well now, because you need to get some relays there, well now you have to rest again for me coming what? Six to eight, well, eight weeks later, then rest again for the for the Olympics. Mm. So there's some concerns of, of that. Um, so yeah, yeah. It's, it comes down to the relay, the relay pressure that's put on. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. go or don't go. It's up to you. But. Mm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. What um, what did Ben Proud win the 53 in at Worlds this year? What time? Twenty one thirty four rings a bell but i can get a peek at that here yeah i think 21 three right what what time did caesar win the world title in 2013 do you know or even 2011 2011 and 2013 he won back to back then he also won in obviously 2009 so he won i think caesar ended up winning he went three in a row three in a row for sure yeah so but 
without the suit, Caesar went 21-3. And here we are um, talking about a world title this year, you know, 10, 10 years later, and, and they're still swimming the same time. So this this uh, this narrative of Caesar needed the suit to swim fast, Alexandru, jam it. That's the way I feel about that. Right. I have to say that. I mean, I've been I, I've been defending him and his abilities. Like, look, we talk about the best sprinters in the world. I saw this man train. I'll, I'll talk to him about this and, and what, what he could do in the pool. I've seen talent, man. I've seen it all. I've, I've raced against all the talent you could ever imagine. I've competed against. I've been in the water with it. I've swum next to Ian Thorpe many, many a time. I've swum next to Grant Hackett. I've swum next to Gary Hall Jr. Alex Popoff I trained with. I mean, I've swum with them all. Caesar is as good as any of them. So this whole rhetoric about Caesar needed a suit, um, you, you're just you're just stupid. You know, you really are. You're just dumb, and you don't know what you're talking about. You have no idea about swimming, and, um, you know, you should probably do a lot more research before you make a comment like that. So I've always felt like that. So that's that. Um, well, let's, let's, let's finish on a high. What else? <laughs> uh Let's see. What else came from there? Um, I guess yeah, well, that's it. Well, t- tell me about Swimming World then. Like, where's, where's okay. Swimming World at? You work, you work there, editor-in-chief. Like, tell me a little We're, bit about uh, it. A little bit of a transition period. Brent Rudamiller has um, reti- went into retirement, so I'm kind of juggling. Uh, I'm still doing the editor-in-chief stuff, but I'm the interim publisher now um, until we can figure out what's where we're going forward. So we're, you know, we're excited. I'm, you know, looking forward to the fall and, and, hopping into that college season and and then at the end of the year doing our um, world and continental swimmers of the year. Tell you, Brett, the, the, the one that's going to be fun is when when you vote between Milak, Marshawn, um, Popovich, mm. Chacon. Mm. <laughs> the European mm. men right now are bringing it. Oh, yeah, European is stacked. Yeah, how do, you, how do you split that? Has there ever been a tie for world you know, swimmer it, of the year? So typically what we do, you know, you know this, um, you were part of last year's vote. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what we do is we have the panel uh, votes for its top five for the for the world and then the various regions, Pacific Rim, Europe, right. um, African Americas. If there is a tie, in, because there's like 15 to 20 people on the panel, if there's a tie in points, yeah, we would have co. Um, hmm. Have you ever? I don't believe... I don't believe we have. I, I can't think of a co. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. And then, you know, when you sit down to it, the neat thing about having a panel of 15 to 20 is, you know, s- some people will weigh certain areas more than others. And so, you know, a world like to me, a world record carries significant weight. Okay. Milak and Popovich have the world records this year. Right. Okay. Um, not to take anything away from Marshawn. And we still yeah. have a few months left to see where we go with this. So, yeah, yeah. He, he's trying to break a, a Phelps at his peak record, yeah. you know, like there's Phelps was records and then there's a Phelps record yeah. like that. And that's like, that's like Phelps's baby of like the ultimate and that was world his, record. So, yeah. and, and he yeah. was fresh as can be for that. It was the first one, you know, when yeah. like 40384. So, yeah, yeah. So, man, it's, it's, it's a tough one. I mean, look, any, any world record is tough. Let's, yeah. let's be honest here. But, um, but even the way Milak, that, that Milak swim, 
I think I cut that out. I cut that up. Um, I cut the sound and I put it on Instagram. Now they forced me to take it down. Fina actually reached out to me and like, take that video down. I'm like, oh, come on, guys. Like, it's so cool. Like, share it with the world. Um, we own it, you know. So I was like, all right, I took it down. But it's one of the best videos I've ever seen where he just touches the wall and the crowd is just like oh, wow. electric. Yeah, they just went crazy. Well, could you nuts? You know what the next one for him is is, is a 149, 200 flight. It's happening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Can you imagine I mean, that? One forty-nine, two hundred fly. He went out in fifty-one. How? Yeah. How do you go? You can't go out faster, can you? Like fifty-one-seven yeah. or something, or like something he's stupid. Just, yeah, it's just it's really fun to see the 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 skill that's out there right now is just an amazing compilation of of talent we've got we've got going on. So. Yeah. Listen, man, we haven't really mentioned this, but I want to see the last thing I say here. Um, I know you got to run. I, I want to see. I want to see Ladecki and um, and uh, who's a, who's our Aussie girl? Uh, um, Ariane. Titmus, of yeah, yeah, Ariane Titmus. Yeah, I want to see. I want to see and Ladecki again. When are we going to get that action again? Is it, yeah, do we have to wait till Paris? With Ladecki not doing, yeah, we're going to have to wait till Paris. Well, you know, you oh, know, world champs. No, maybe we get it in Japan next summer. Next summer, because um, yeah, that four hundred free. That was that was some fun stuff that uh, to open things up there. That's well, they but they were both going out. Like you know, uh, Tidmus threw down some stuff at Commonwealth, and then yeah. Ledecky threw her stuff down. So it's like they're, they're both priming for each other. I want to I want to get another Boxel interview going and see where he's at right now. I don't, that's not going to happen until after uh, till after Paris. He's told no. me he's not he's not saying a word till Paris. So that's he's buttoned up now, huh? Oh, he's buttoned up, yeah. So, all right, man. I appreciate you doing this. Thanks for taking the time, bud. Brent, th uh, Brett, thanks so much, man. You have yep. you have a good one, all right? Thanks, John. Take care, man. See ya.